My name is Peter Himmelman, Grammy and Emmy-nominated musician, author, and chief dream enabler of Big Muse. I'm proud to underwrite this episode of The Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Discover why companies like Adobe, 3M, McDonald's, and Gap have brought in Big Muse's rock and roll-fueled seminars to get inspired, to get insight, and to get activated. Write to me today at peter at bigmuse.com. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders so they, that's you, can inspire others. I'm very proud to let you know we record the Business Builder Show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bolgo Media, and we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which I'm sure is directly opposite from where our guest is today. We'll talk about that in a minute. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My guest today is Stephen J. Klubeck. Did I say that right, Stephen? Yeah, it's Klubeck. 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 C-L-O-O-B-E-C-K. Stephen J. Got it. From here on out, I'm, I'm going to... SJ. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. So let me do a brief intro um, of Stephen. Stephen is a self-made business leader with over 30 years of experience across every aspect of hospitality, design, development, and deployment. As the original founder and former CEO and chairman of Diamond Resorts International, a business that grew to become one of the largest vacation ownership companies worldwide. Stephen made a name for himself as the industry's most adamant advocate for radical customer service, something he calls embracing the meaning of yes. You know, Stephen, we've always have interesting guests on the Business Builder Show, but I don't think I've ever had anyone with your diverse background. Uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to, uh, to this discussion. And hey, folks, um, I want you to think about the meaning of yes, because that's a theme. So you're going to hear Stephen talk about that all the time. So, Stephen, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So the meaning of yes uh, came to me after I read every hospitality book and went through very difficult times in 08, 09, 10. And I said, look, if we could really hang on, we could go buy all these new businesses. I never showed my fear. And I thought we could do radical things like putting my business card at every front desk, mm. my email, my phone number, my real live cell phone number. Yeah. And everyone was like freaking out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's going to be counterintuitive. I was right. 
everyone stood up and showed up, and it worked. Yeah, apparently. So we're we're all in hospitality. Yeah, we are all in hospitality. I don't care what business you're in; we're all in hospitality. Yeah. Well, l- let me make a point there because you say in the book the five biggest American companies by market value are Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft. Amazon and Facebook, and certainly we would think of them as tech companies. You say, well, there's more to it than that. You kind of say that they're in the hospitality industry. Tell me more about that. Every single company, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or in the tech business, you're in hospitality. Everyone has a product, but how do you deliver the product to the consumer? How do you talk to the consumer? Even in politics, even in politics, mm-hmm. how do you relate to the consumer? Do you say yes? And if you don't vote, for example, you don't have a right to even debate. Okay, I got it. I'm I, radical. I'm radical. Yeah, you're you're radical. Well, listen, we're talking about Stephen's book, and it is the title of the book is "Checking In: Hospitality Driven Thinking, Business, and You." Checking in by Stephen J. Klubeck. I did better that time, I think. Right, Stephen? Perfect. All right, perfect. Okay, um, so you're all about hospitality. I'm going to jump ahead in your story a little bit because I want, I want to get people's attention real quickly. So you were, you were on uh, Undercover Boss two times. So uh, what got you hooked the first time? Why did you do that? What was, what was the thought behind all that? Well, I actually said no the first time. Okay. I thought it was going to ruin my brand. Interesting. Because well, what do you mean it'll ruin your brand? Well, let's just stop there. What do you mean it'll ruin your brand, being an undercover boss? Why? Live TV, reality. Ah. Radio. Yeah. Yeah. I realized after one day of shooting that it actually would help my brand. So I didn't get afraid anymore. Oh. But I always, you know, you have to worry about your brand. Every day, your name, your brand, yeah, whatever it may be, and it could take you decades to build it, but it can take you an hour or less to kill it. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's one of your uh, points that you make in the book, and we'll cover cover those, uh, you know, in a minute or two. But it, it was. I'll just finish. It was a great experience because I learned more about my team, and what I learned was I really didn't understand the issues of my team. You know, you get caught in a bubble. And I realized I needed to be more in the field. Yeah. And talk to people all the time. Yeah. And you got some good press from that, as I understand. You're, if not the most uh, generous person. Uh, there's rewards, gifts, whatever, at the end of the show. And and uh, so kudos for you doing that. And that was nice and and smart and helpful. I'm sure that people appreciated that. So, undercover boss, very interesting. So, let's go back to the beginnings. I assume there are humble beginnings. When and how did the hospitality business, or you might call it a calling, first enter into your consciousness? When did all this start? When I was eight. Eight. What were you doing at eight? I was a busboy. Where was this at? At Brookdale's Lodge in Willits, Nevada. Interesting. Willits, California. Willits, California. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Nevada guy, so I just... 
Okay. You're a Nevada guy. I got it. So was there a family member? Was there you did you know somebody? How did they how did you again forget we forget about laws. Forget we'll take that off the table. Um so you're eight years old. Eight year old get a job? Yeah. Well how did you do that, man? My father gave me a job. Made me work as a busboy, made me work as a waiter, made me work as an assistant barback, made me work as a dishwasher. Every single year, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So you got that work ethic. You learned the hospitality business. You obviously felt you had a calling to go to this industry. So at one point, according to your book, checking in, I guess you decided to go out on your own. And that was at a pretty young age, 20-something years old. And what, what was the driving, what was the aha moment that you decided that you want to, you thought you could do something better on your own? make money I couldn't lose if I lost I'd go bankrupt and if I went bankrupt I was young no big deal yeah. I didn't I didn't so I took risk and where yeah. were those risks in where did you actually take your first big risk if there is uh-huh. one big one I guess uh, Victorine Magnolia in Burbank California and I teach risk right now and it's a funny thing. If I take somebody out to play blackjack, I give them money to see what their propensity is for risk. It's their money when I give it to them, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see what they do. Do they have the ability for risk or not? Because that, that's the essence of entrepreneurship. Is this book written primarily for entrepreneurs? Who is this book really written for? All businesses? Or are you thinking, are you having your heart or in your mind uh, more towards the entrepreneurs? Everyone. Everyone in business? Everyone in business, everyone in politics, everyone in who's a doctor or a lawyer. We're all in business. And we all have customers, clients, whatever you want to call them, correct? Correct. So the lesson in the book is we better treat them right. That's the essence of it. So let's get deeper into the meaning of yes. When did this aha experience kind of come over you? When the world got really funky in 08, 09, and somebody said to me in New York, because I was asking for money and I just passed up money weeks before, and the world collapsed, they said, you're bankrupt. I said, no, I'm not. They said, no, no. We're all bankrupt. I'm like, I'm not. So can you push it and take the risk to the next level? And either you show up or you don't. And that's when I put my business card at every front desk, you know? Crazy idea. No one's done that. And no one has done it post me. So you're talking about fundamentals that sometimes we probably... Most of us probably miss saying yes or saying please, saying thank you, having your business card at the desk. So it's 08, and, well, I'm going to jump a little bit. There's consultants all over the world who would come in and do a quote-unquote an analysis of where you are at at that point in time. Matter of fact, I think you may have had an analysis of where you were at at that point in time. Did you, what did that tell you, and what did you do that was opposite from maybe what the so-called experts were telling you? Somebody read it to me, because I can't read, because I'm dyslexic. 
And when I heard what this said and how much they spent, which is a half a million dollars for the report, I won't mention the name of the company. I said, this is not cool. You can say the word if you want. It's a podcast. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I threw it in the garbage. <laughs> I said, okay, this is how you piss away a half a million dollars. And I went the opposite direction. It was in my gut. And that was to talk to people, to visit your locations. What was that? Everything you just said. When you're in hospitality, it's not about sitting behind your desk. And we're all in this business. So even if you're a doctor or a lawyer, do you respond to people timely? Communication, collaboration, no stagnation. Can you do those things? Yeah. And the next concept is, are you serious? Are you tired? And what value are you creating for your company? It's that simple. You don't have to go to business school. I did not. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, it, it, it is that simple for you. Why aren't other people following in your tracks? Why are people fighting this, Stephen? Because they went to business school. <laughs> they went to business school. They wasted all this money, and, you know, I don't know. Look, the professors at business school, I've met many of them. They've never made money. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what it's like to take care of a team, employees. Yeah. They don't know what the responsibility is to do that. They could teach you out of a textbook, which I can't read. It's irrelevant. I can negotiate against the best on Wall Street today, but I learned it. Self-taught. Everyone can be self-taught. Yeah. You mentioned where the proceeds of the book are. Again, my guest is Stephen J. Klubeck. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, and that is at S-J-C-L-O-O-B-E-C-K. Um, his book, again, is Checking In, Hospitality Driven Thinking, Business, and You. What are you doing with the proceeds of this book? Tell us about that, Stephen. It's all going to dyslexia research. Excellent. And, and the research is already there, by the way. It's now about how do you implement it and teach it and train it. Because the great entrepreneurs are dyslexic. Yeah. You're one of the famous one, and a guy named Richard Branson, I guess, is the famous one, too. And there's many Charles others. Schwab. Charles Schwab also. Yeah. There you go. Those guys have done okay. You've done okay. Um, yeah, as far as right. I can tell, you know. We're all right. Yeah, you're doing all right. So your company that you built, uh, and I believe uh, was eventually publicly traded, is Diamond Resorts International. So how much fun was that? Uh, let's say when you kind of got over the extraordinarily difficult times, I guess there's always challenging times, but how much fun was it building Diamond Resorts International? Beyond your imagination. Okay. <laughs> what were the rewards, man? Uh, the rewards were seeing all the people that did really, really well and taking care of all the guests. Yeah. Seeing how happy they are and creating memories. And that was the dream. Yeah. So you talk about it this in the book, so I'm not throwing you any curveballs. You are basically what they used to call, maybe, maybe they still do call, the time-sharing business. Stephen, that may have, in some people's minds, a negative connotation. Is it okay to say that? And what was your response to that? What did you do differently at Diamond Resorts International? I always gave people their money back. 
Okay. They were unhappy. If they were not happy, if they were not happy or they had an issue financially, I gave their money back. If things changed, I always gave them their money back. And it may not be right for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But that, was my, that was my philosophy. And the conundrum today is some of these companies, as they've grown, have forgotten what I did, how I changed the business. Yeah. Well, the biggest beef with the industry was the whole sales process. And I read through your book and, you know, how you approach sales and, and the detail and the, whatever words you use, the contracts and the agreements and, and the due diligence. Um, so that's obviously your p- focus on the people that work for you and your guests, and those are interconnected, but also the whole sales process. You changed that. I, I found that fascinating. Um, and it's all about the meaning of yes. Yesterday, I happened to go past one of my properties just say hi and i went to the sales room because that's where i'm that's my comfort zone right and i was talking to some a young couple and it was their anniversary and i was trying to teach the sales associate what to do and i said look it's your anniversary this may be right for you this may not your choice but i can tell you it's a really good deal yeah if you want to use it and enjoy it. Yeah. But when it's not, then, you know, it's not. Yeah. And so the the alt of that is you have all these crazy companies coming in now, making money off consumers, taking money from them, $2,500 a pop, to get them out of their contracts. Yeah. Marriott, Hilton, everyone. And they're mm. making money in a bad way. Yeah, I should say. And it's not, it's not legal, and everyone's trying to fight it. But I counteracted it by always giving people their money back. I never had these issues when I was running the company. Yeah. It's problematic. Well, you've done everything right, so I'm sure that you had so over the time. Now, you can't, make, you can't please all the people all the time, but I'm sure that you have a high percentage of doing that based, again, on the book um, and, what you've written, and, the, and the appearance and the customer focus, an unrelenting focus on the customer and, and their ideas that you're talking about, about com- commitment to continuous improvement and prioritize reputation and brand and ensure total alignment and do well by doing good. I want to talk more about something we said a minute or a little while ago, the beginning of the interview, actually. Prioritize reputation over brand. Talk to me more about that, Stephen. Well... You are your brand. If you're just a hired gun as a CEO or a president, you don't have true risk. You're just getting a check. Mm. But when you create a brand, which I did from nothing, and everyone bet against you numerous times, everything every day is at risk. And it's priceless, as we, I think, talked about earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't even understand what that concept is unless you do it and take the risk. Take risks. Live in it. Uh, and I know you travel tons to be uh, hands-on, if you will, to experience, to talk to, the, uh, to your associates, to your friends, to your colleagues, and that made a big difference. Let's close with this, Stephen. Again, my guest is Stephen J. Klubeck, and his book is Checking In, Hospitality-Driven Thinking, Business and you. Again, you can find Stephen on Twitter at SJ 
C-L-O-O-B-E-C-K. Let's talk about Brand USA and what you did there. And uh, I guess you're friends with the former president. Yes. And what we did there was very unique because, uh, again, it's the consumer business, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone at Customs and Borders, you know, years ago would be mean and nasty. And I said, look, I tried to figure out how to build this business from scratch. So I said to the folks at Customs and Borders, can you just be sweet? You already know the bad guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to get them. We're going to protect our borders. But at the same time, can you just say, hey, welcome to the United States. Smile. And when you leave, thanks for coming. Please come again. Yeah. Kind of simple, right? And we were spending a lot of money doing this. And they actually agreed. And then I held them accountable. Because I would travel around and test them. Yeah. And I busted them when they were not good. Yeah. And we made it better and better and better. It wasn't busting them in a bad way. No. Yeah. It was for improvement. Sure. Yeah. It was all hospitality. So that's when we talk about this book. Everything's hospitality. Everything. Stephen, I want to bring out a point, though, which shocked me. Brand USA was, correct me if I'm wrong, was created because this country was really not promoting itself as a destination, as a hospitable place to visit. And several other countries were spending mega dollars. That shocked me, man. What was happening? So I did my research. And there were certain folks who said, hey, why do we have to, like, promote this country? I said, because tourism was like 24% of our exports. Mm -hmm. They go, export? What are you talking about? It's an export. Because people are actually coming here and spending money in the United States. And last time I looked, the Statue of Liberty and the Golden Gate Bridge were built. We don't have to spend CapEx mm-hmm. to build things. It's already here. And we did more research, and I said, okay, instead of doing rah-rah USA, make American great again, I did the opposite. Mm-hmm. I took interviews from people from other countries. What do you wish? What do you dream? And they all had the same desire to come to the United States. Interesting. So it was, you know, it, it, it was counterintuitive, but it worked. I mean, I've always done that. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to be a deep, deeper thinker. and Don't do what some other company tells you to do. Do what's in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. And have the courage to keep doing it, because that's... Uh, uh, well, I got my ass kicked many times. Yeah, I know. I read, I read it. We all did. You know, most of us did. Uh, very few of us uh, go to the top that quickly. Again, when you build a company, the size and the and the dimensions of Diamond Resorts International, you had to take some lumps. I did Brand USA at the same time. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. So, let's... Uh, I said that was going to be the last question, but I do want to ask you this question, because... You've had some monster successes. You've done really well. So what are you thinking about every day? Well, what's, what's the next project? What are you excited about now? What are you working on, man? Uh, love, not hate. Okay. 
it's as simple as that. So you're trying to spread the, the good word, if you will, of uh, treating people well and uh, therefore doing uh, getting doing well and doing good at the same time or whatever the phrase is. So The kids are watching. The kids are watching. So do the right thing. There you mm-hmm. go. Solid. Great book, Stephen. Congratulate you on the book. I congratulate you on your success. Uh, I'm thrilled that you took some time to be with us. Again, my guest is Stephen J. Klubeck. His book is Checking In. Hospitality-Driven Thinking, Business, and You. And he's made the point, and I agree wholeheartedly, we are all in the hospitality business. Folks, you'll love this book. It's a fascinating story of Stephen's Stephen's life and his successes filled with lessons. So, Stephen, thanks so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builder Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.